RT8K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Todd Harding. Tonight's headlines. The National People's Congress endorses wholesale changes to Hong Kong's electoral system. Chief Executive Carrie Lam says her government staunchly supports the proposed reforms, while the pan-Democrats say the changes will effectively snuff out opposition voices. The National People's Congress has endorsed the most sweeping changes to Hong Kong's electoral system since the handover in 1997. The proposed changes were passed in a near-unanimous vote at the Great Hall of the People in Beijing. Richard Pine has details. The proposal to refine Hong Kong's election system was passed with 2,895 members of the National People's Congress voting for, none voting against and just one abstention. Now the plan goes to the NPC Standing Committee, which will decide how to amend Annexes 1 and 2 of the Basic Law on the Chief Executive and Legislative Council elections. Once that is done, the SAR government will amend local legislation. The move aims to ensure that Hong Kong is administered only by patriots, with state media saying the proposal will safeguard people's right to vote and stand for election. Details of the decision had been kept under wraps, but after the vote, the Xinhua News Agency published its nine articles, confirming much of what had been speculated about the sweeping overhaul. The election committee that is currently tasked with selecting the chief executive will be expanded from 1,200 members to 1,500. It'll be filled with LegCo members, representatives of various district organizations and other sectors. The restructured committee will be given the new power to nominate and select some lawmakers, as well as for other matters, with Xinhua again not revealing what these other matters may be. LegCo will be expanded to 90 seats, with some members now selected by the election committee. Again, Xinhua did not provide a full breakdown. And another new committee will be set up, this one tasked with reviewing and confirming the qualifications of candidates for the election committee, the chief executive and the LegCo polls. Premier Lee Ka-chung says the revamp of Hong Kong's electoral system will bring improvements to the implementation of one country, two systems. He was speaking at his annual press conference to conclude the MPC plenary session in Beijing. We've made it clear that we will continue to fully and faithfully implement the principle of one country, two systems, under which the people of Hong Kong administer Hong Kong with a high degree of autonomy. We will continue to act in strict accordance with the Constitution and the basic law, fully implement the legal system and enforcement mechanisms for safeguarding national security in the Hong Kong SCR, and fully support the SCR government and its chief executive in administration according to law. Chief Executive Carrie Lam says her administration is grateful for Beijing's decision on electoral reform and staunchly backs it. She says the changes will plug what she described as loopholes in the existing system and stop LegCo from politicising everything. At a press conference, she denied the new look LegCo with the return of appointed seats would simply become a rubber stamp. We are not dealing with making the Legislative Council more supportive of the Hong Kong SAR government. We are just making sure that the Legislative Council, being such an important political structure in the Hong Kong SAR, is supporting one country, two systems. will not do anything to undermine national security and will continue to allow Hong Kong to move forward. Executive Councillor Regina Yip, who also chairs the People's Party, told Anna Marie Evans it's the pan-Democrats' fault Hong Kong no longer has the necessary conditions to achieve universal suffrage anytime soon. Beijing only agreed to universal suffrage as an ultimate goal, subject to two conditions, gradual and orderly progress 
and in the light of actual situation. I'm afraid my pandemic colleagues, because of the chaos, the turmoil, the violence, many, many of them fomented, um, uh, removed the conditions for continuous uh, process, progress toward universal suffrage. In the near future, I think it is only right that we should step back and think hard about how to uh, devise a system which is most appropriate to our constitutional status and the implementation of one country, two systems. Wong Ho Wah is a pro-democracy election committee member representing the IT sector. He thinks the reforms won't leave much room, if any, for opposition voices. There is already quite a lot of screening uh, in the past few years. So therefore, even without this uh, reform, there is already quite a lot of screenings. Most of us would just think that the pro-establishment party would get the seat anyway. You're listening to RTHK. The time's exactly five minutes past 11. To other news now, and a cluster of COVID-19 cases centred on a Saying Punjim is expanding rapidly, with authorities warning that around 50 people may already have been infected. The Centre for Health Protection says 16 of the day's 22 confirmed cases are related to the Ursus gym, but dozens more have tested positive in preliminary tests. Here's the Centre's Dr Chuang Chuk Kwan. We have around 30-something preliminary positive cases affecting mainly the clients, customers of the gym, as well as a few close contacts of those confirmed cases. So altogether, we may have more than 50 clients and staff affected related to the gym. I understand they attend sometimes personal classes and sometimes classes in groups. And many of them do not wear masks during the training sessions. So it is inevitably that if any of them is a case, transmission will occur, especially during exercise. Under Secretary for Food and Health, Dr Choi Tak Yi was asked if the government would consider shutting down all gyms in Hong Kong again, given the severity of the outbreak. The government will look at it very closely and while we are in the process of evaluating or reviewing the um, social distancing measure in the next cycle, we will consider whether and how to tighten the infection control measures in this particular type of premises. Sources have told RTHK the government is set to release guidelines on various groups of people who should not take coronavirus vaccines. This comes at a time of growing scepticism about the safety of the jabs. Violet Wong reports. RTHK understands that the guidelines, mainly devised by the Hong Kong Academy of Medicine, will recommend that doctors advise against jabs for patients with abnormal blood pressure or blood sugar levels, as well as those with various chronic illnesses. University of Hong Kong microbiologist Ho Pat Long says he's discussed the guidelines with the authorities and he believes the advice is needed given there's insufficient data regarding how the Sinovac vaccines work on chronically ill patients and people aged 60 and above. Reports of deaths and hospitalizations involving people who had received a Sinovac jab have scared off some residents, despite the authorities saying they don't believe the jabs were responsible for the incidents. But Hong Kong people can also choose to receive a vaccine made by German company BioNTech. The World Health Organization says this jab has been found to be safe and effective in people with various medical conditions, including high blood pressure and diabetes. Dr Ho says as well as releasing the guidelines, the government should step up its efforts to promote COVID vaccines or the SAR could see repeated outbreaks if too few people have antibodies against the virus. 
A 70-year-old woman has died after getting a Sinovac vaccine earlier this month. The Department of Health said in a statement the elderly woman, who had had hypertension, passed away in hospital after having shortness of breath and collapsing at home this morning. The High Court has freed former Democratic Party lawmaker Helena Wong at head of her subversion trial but revoked bail for District Councillor Ngin Wai. Both were among a group of 47 pan-Democrats charged under the national security law for holding LegCo primaries last year that are alleged to be part of a plot to overthrow the government. Timmy Sung reports. National Security Judge Madam Justice Esther Toh told the court she is satisfied that Helena Wong would not continue to act in a way that endangers national security if she is freed on bail. The former legislator was ordered to pay cash bail of $200,000 and surrender all her travel documents. She also needs to observe a curfew and report to a police station several times a week. Ms Wong is banned from making any speeches, contacting foreign officials or engaging in acts that could violate national security law. But Justice Toh says she wasn't satisfied that Yunnan District Councillor Ng Kim Wai would not act against national security in deciding to remand him in custody until his next court appearance, scheduled for the end of May. She says she will hand down her reasons in a written judgment later, even though the judge has refused to lift reporting restrictions for the hearing, saying the integrity of the proceedings had to be protected. Both defendants were among a group of 15 pro-democracy activists and politicians that the lower court had early granted bail to, but were kept behind bars after the Department of Justice lodged an appeal. Four of them, Clarice Young, Lawrence Lau, Hendrik Loy and Mike Lam, were freed on bail last week, while the High Court is due to hold hearings to decide the fate of the remaining nine people, including former legislators Jeremy Tam and Kwok Ki, on Saturday and Monday. The 47 defendants who held primary polls last year to select pro-democracy logical election candidates are all charged with conspiring to commit subversion. The Antiquities Advisory Board has endorsed the Mission Hill Reservoir in Sham Shui Po to be a Grade 1 historical building and advised the government should make every effort to preserve it. The board said the Romanesque arches in the pre-war structure are very rare and have been well preserved for over a century. Members also agreed it has high historical value as it witnessed the change of water supply system in Kowloon from a pumping system to gravity. Panel Chair Douglas So was pleased with the unanimous decision. This is a very exciting and happy day for uh, the heritage lovers in Hong Kong for a declared monument. Uh, we look forward uh, to, uh, after having considered uh, the heritage value and grading of the other three historic reservoirs, then we will have a discussion to see if we are ready to make a recommendation uh, for the government to consider whether one or more than one of these service reservoirs should be considered as candidates uh, next time when they did, wanted to, to, to declare some of these historical uh, structures or buildings as monuments. Back now to the close of the annual meeting of the National People's Congress. Premier Li Keqiang has told the concluding press conference there will be no drastic changes to China's macroeconomic policies, despite uncertainties brought on by the global COVID-19 pandemic. He says the country's GDP growth target of over 6% this year is intended to guide expectations, but added that actual growth could be higher. He spoke through an interpreter. We didn't use quantitative easing last year, so this year there's no need for any sudden shifts in our policy. 
we will continue to do what we can to support market entities so that we will be able to consolidate the fundamentals of China's economy and keep major economic indicators within an appropriate range. Premier Li also said he hopes Sino-US relations will change for the better, saying the past few years have seen great difficulties. He again spoke through an interpreter. The two countries need to put more energy and focus on their common ground and expand converging interests. Both countries are permanent members of the UN Security Council and hence showed an important responsibility for promoting, for maintaining world peace and stability and promoting global prosperity and progress. We hope that the United China-US relationship will be future-oriented, overcome obstacles and move in a positive direction. The MTR Corporation has reported a 4.8 billion Hong Kong dollar loss for 2020, down from a profit of almost 12 billion the year before. Its transport, retail and advertising businesses were all pummeled by the COVID crisis. Total patronage across its rail and bus passenger services was down by nearly a third, while revenue from its transport operations in Hong Kong plunged 40%. The railway CEO, Jacob Cam, conceded it will take a long time for the railway operator to fully recover. As we continue to plan ahead, as we are preparing to invest over 100 billion Hong Kong dollars for new lines and new property development, um, we want uh, to create more uh, jobs and more opportunities for the people of Hong Kong. Swire Pacific says it's recorded an underlying loss for the first time since its listing in 1959. The conglomerate reported a loss of 4 billion Hong Kong dollars for 2020, compared to a profit of 17.8 billion dollars the year before. Its performance was mainly dragged down by Cathay Pacific and its investment properties, which have been battered by the coronavirus pandemic. The group warned it expects a recurring loss in the first half of this year, as its businesses, especially Cathay Pacific, continue to face significant challenges and uncertainties. Its property arm, Swire Properties, posted a 70% plunge in annual profit to $4 billion after travel bans and social distancing measures hit its hotel and retail businesses, as well as lower profit from its investment properties. Reports say mainland search engine giant Baidu will launch its secondary listing in Hong Kong tomorrow. Reports say the US-listed company is planning to sell around 4% of its shares to raise at least 3 billion US dollars. And a reminder of our top stories tonight. The National People's Congress endorses wholesale changes to Hong Kong's electoral system. Chief Executive Carrie Lam says her government staunchly supports the proposed reforms while the Pan-Democrats say the changes will effectively snuff out opposition voices. The news from RTHK. And in our newsroom, that was uh, Todd Harding. More headlines at midnight. Late night music Fifteen minutes after eleven.